a business that you are obsessed with, built on the effortless feminine frequency, breaking all the freaking rules, having a lot of fun, and being a match for big money. This is Big Business Energy with Milana Saranak. Hello, welcome back to the Big Business Energy podcast. Today, we are going to talk about big business things before you actually have a big business. More specifically, before you have cracked that six-figure mark. I remember back in 2019, the thought of making six figures from my online business would literally be enough to send me into a coma. Like that just felt so unreal, so huge, so incredibly out of reach. And it was really the thing that everyone was striving for. And now that I am a few years into business and I have literally made that in a month sometimes, which is insane to say, I have so much hindsight knowledge and hindsight downloads and I thought it would be really cool to record an episode of what I really think is the biggest thing that stands in the way between you and that first six-figure year, that like consistency in those 10K months, even though it's not actually 10K that gets you to six figures, it's like around the 8K-ish month mark, but you know what I mean, right? So starting off strong with the first thing. And this is a thing that I think actually happens at every new level of income that you're trying to ascend to, but it is the strongest and hardest to overcome when you're cracking into six figures. And I don't know why six figures is such a big mental thing for us, but it is like that epitome that so many people create as the marker of success. They're like, okay, when I have a six-figure business, then I am successful. And I'm not sitting here saying that is the truth, but it is just generally how our brains seem to think. Like most people come into the online space and they're like, if I can just crack six figures, everything's going to be incredible. Like I will have made it. I'll be so happy. Life is going to be amazing. So What actually this creates, and this is the first problem and thing, is it creates a pedestaling of the six-figure mark. And anytime you start to pedestal a number, a person, a thing, you create a resonance of like, this isn't available to me. You create distance between you and that thing because what you're signaling to your brain is this is something beyond me. This is something not in my realm of possibility. It's kind of like when we pedestal and idolize celebrities or public figures or whatever it is, what we're saying is they're on a level above me. They're on a different frequency. They're unreachable. Somehow they are better than me. They have something that I don't have. They are something to aspire to. And what the brain is hearing in all of this is I am not that. I am not that. I am not that. I don't have that. That is not who I am. So anytime we're pedestaling anything, we're really wiring a lack into our brain. 
we're wiring a scarcity. We're wiring in distance. And we're saying, that is not who I am. I don't have that. Now, if you know anything about manifestation, anything about attraction, anything about frequency, energetics, you know that to have the thing that you desire, you need to be a match. And to be a match for something means that you are that thing right now. You are a match for it right now. Not like, oh, when I do this thing or when that thing happens, then I will be a match. So if you wanted to be a match for six figures, then you have to right now believe you're the kind of person that has six figures. Six figures has to be normalized for you right now, not in the future, if you want to see six figures in your bank account. And so by pedestaling, you don't get that that doesn't get to happen because you're pushing it away. And so this is the first thing because I clearly remember pedestaling all of these numbers, making 10K this big thing. I would like journal, like I want 10K months. I want 10K months. And what I was really journaling and saying is I don't have 10K months. I don't have 10K months. And I knew manifestation at the time. I understood the law of attraction. I understood frequency and energetics, but not to the depth that I do now. And I didn't realize that by being in this frequency, by stating all of these things that I want and feeling like they were so far away, I was pushing them away more and more. And it was only when I snapped into really understanding that, wow, I'm creating distance between me and the thing that I want, that I could start to rewire this. And so the narrative changed from, I want this, or that would be amazing, or that would be a big thing, or wow, to how can I just start normalizing this? How can I take it off a pedestal and be the person that has this now? How can I take those actions now? And one of those things, which led me to one of my biggest realizations in business, and this is kind of like the second quote unquote mistake that people make that's keeping them from the six figure mark is I realized that if I was the kind of person that normalized six figures in my business, if that was just who I was, the things that person would be doing and who I would be being is the kind of person that just casually sells every day like it's no big deal. And so that was the second thing is that I had to neutralize so much around sales. And I know I talk about this a lot, but I really, really see this come up a lot for new entrepreneurs and even for seasoned entrepreneurs. Like I'll have people that are making six figures and still they're like, am I being too salesy? Am I selling a lot? And I get it. I totally get it because of course I was there and I know what it's like to be ingrained with beliefs from society, from your childhood, from people around you to not be too much, to not be too overt, that somehow you need to shrink. And we translate that so deeply into sales because sales is the biggest like marker of being overt, of being too much, of being out there, putting yourself out there. And we immediately go into self-protection because it's scary. We don't want to get hurt. We don't want to be rejected. And so our ego is like, well, if you don't sell, you can't be rejected. So we're good. Or we don't want people to think that we're outshining them too much, that we're being too much in any way. And so again, we don't sell because if you do, then they might think that you are pushing yourself too much. You think too highly of yourself. 
who does she think she is to be talking about her $3,000 offer? What? She thinks people are going to pay her that? That's crazy. And so in an effort to self-protect, we stop selling or we shy away from selling in the first place. And I know this so well firsthand because for the first year, I did not talk about my offers at all. At all. There may be like maybe in total for the entire 12 months, 365 days, I sold like four or five times. And even then it was so like sneaky selling. I talk about sneaky selling to my clients all the time. We're just like, we're trying to sell, but we don't want to look salesy. So we're like sneakily selling and the energy is so like unclean and polluted instead of just being so deeply grounded into what we believe into our offer and just literally standing behind it and talking about it. We try and do it in all these overt little sneaky ways, like PS, DM me if you want more info. And that's not the identity of the person that has normalized six figures. It's not the identity of the person that has normalized a business that brings in money every single day. It's not the identity of the person that is successfully running a successful coaching service business. Because that person, and I can tell you now, I've made six figures for the last four years, minimum of six figures, and multiple six figures, many, many years. Sales is the most normal and natural thing in the world. If there is one thing that I'm so grounded in and that never, ever comes up, like it's been years, it's been four years since I've had a conversation with a coach around feeling weird around selling, around any kind of sales blocks. Like that's something that has been transcended so deeply, like none of that ever comes up. And I know that right now you might think that's really far away for you or impossible, but believe me, it's not. It's actually one of the easiest things to overcome because once you take six figures off the pedestal and once you take this idea of being scared to sell and being salesy and what will people think off the pedestal that it's on and realize that at the end of the day, it's really a no big deal. Like it is your job to sell. Selling is of service. We're doing a favor to people when we're literally just telling them what's available in our world and letting them make the decisions and understanding the sales can be incredibly empowering. Like, don't you love it when someone tells you about something that like changes your life? Don't you love it when you find out about things that are incredible? Like I was on TikTok the other day and someone was talking about these like heatless curling rods and she was so excited and she was like showing them and how they work. And I was watching this video being like, what? I can use less heat on my hair. And as someone that like puts a lot of heat on her hair, this was amazing. And I could like have beautiful looking hair without heat. So I was like, hell yeah, check out like, where can I buy this? Literally adding to cart. And it was a sponsored post. So she was being paid to promote this. But was I mad about it? Was I like, oh, I'm so annoyed that she's selling this? No, I'm like, great. I'm so freaking happy I found out about this. And if I didn't care about heatless curling rods and I didn't care about any of this stuff, I could have just scrolled past. I would have literally just gone on to the next thing. It would have been a no big deal. And what you have to remember is that people doing better than you are never going to judge you for putting yourself out there, for selling, for trying. It's only ever people that are not in the arena with you, that are not doing the things that you're willing to do, that will ever judge you. And is that a worthy person that you should be afraid of being judged by? 
Well, my answer to that is absolutely not. You get to decide whose opinions matter to you. And I know that when you are 70, sitting in some rocking chair, having looked back on the life that you've lived, you're not going to say to yourself, oh, I'm so glad that I was so scared of all of those people that were going to judge me who were not even doing better than me. I'm so, so glad that I didn't do all of those things that would have made them judge me. Thank God I lived a really safe, quiet life, being quiet in my little corner, not doing anything that would have had people talk about me. Like, come on, right? It's not how it goes. It's just not. And so that's the second biggest thing. It's these like fears that we have around selling that are tied in so deeply around our ego and projections from other people and what we believe we get to have for our life. And when you start to unravel that, when you start to actually neutralize that, when that starts to not be a thing, that's when you can really unlock the next thing. And that's when you can really start to think about things like strategies. Because all the strategy in the world, I had all the strategy. As soon as I quit my corporate job, I signed up for a coaching program that taught me all the strategies of building an online business. I didn't wait a year to invest. I invested straight away. But why did it take me a year to make sales? Why did it take me a year to be successful? Because it was a mindset. I didn't have the right mindset. These blocks, I didn't even realize they were blocks. Like now it's so clear to me. I'm like, oh, of course that's a block. But at the time, I just thought that was just how I thought. And that was just how it is. It didn't even occur to me that this was something that I should be working through. I just knew it felt uncomfortable and I wanted to be gone. And I didn't even think that this is what other people go through. And now I can guarantee that 99.999% of entrepreneurs had to overcome this. Any successful person that you see online, anyone that you follow on Instagram, on TikTok, on any platform, and you think they've made it in some way or another, I can guarantee you they've had to overcome a belief like this. They've had to take numbers off a pedestal. They've had to believe that they're the kind of person that can make this kind of money. They've had to overcome the fear of people judging them or talking about them online. They've had to overcome the fear of people saying no. They've had to overcome the fear of things not working out. And they had to like keep going and doing the thing. And this is why they're where they're at right now, because they did overcome that. They did move through that. And the reason why others are not where they're at is because they probably didn't. Because somewhere along the way, they decided, I don't get to have that. That doesn't happen for me. I'm not a match for that. That's not who I am. That's not available to me. It's too painful to be judged by other people. And so I'm just going to shrink back versus overcome that. That's the difference. It's not that they lacked a strategy because the strategy is not that difficult. The strategy is something that we all have access to. Why do so many people invest in a program and then half of the people get incredible results and the other half don't? They're learning the same thing. They're doing the same thing. A lot of them are in the same niche selling very similar offers. And it is most often that it comes down to the mindset. In saying that, there is another thing, a third thing that I think is a big block to getting to that six-figure mark. And this is something that definitely blocked me as well. So I'm really speaking from experience in this episode. But that's uh, when you're starting out, a lot of people that you look up to online are people that are very successful entrepreneurs, people that are making multiple six figures, seven figures, they've been in the game for a while. And what I've noticed happens 
very easily for a lot of these entrepreneurs is they start speaking to and creating content and creating programs from where they're at, from like the stage that they're at. And without proper discernment, we can really fall into believing that what they're saying applies to us. So when they're like, well, I just don't have a strategy and I just show up and I just talk about my things and people buy, we're like, oh, great, I'll just do that. And what you don't know is that for five years before that, they did have a strategy. They did launch certain things. They did sell certain things strategically. But because they're at a certain place at their business now, they don't have to do that anymore. I had someone send me a message this week on Instagram, a private message that I thought was really interesting. And she said, I've seen like some of your posts, I've checked out your stuff and I love how you talked about that you decided to sell every day. But what I've seen on your posts is you don't have a call to action. And she said, I'm just wondering why that is because you talk about selling every day, but I don't actually see you selling every day. And I thought this was so interesting because she's right. If you do look at my Instagram posts, there's very rarely a call to action to like buy this thing or sign up for this thing or whatever these days anyway. And what I said to her was, well, one, the place that I've built my business to right now is very different to the person that was building that business to the six-figure mark. When I was building it to the six-figure mark, I had to put a call to action every day. I wanted to put a call to action every day because I wanted people to know that I was selling something. I've been in the game for five years now and people know that I'm selling something. I have a very hot audience. And even if people find me straight away and they don't necessarily know, the difference is that now I can hold the belief that I don't have to have a call to action. And because I can hold that belief, people still get to buy, but I couldn't hold that belief in the beginning. And I think this is a big clincher is that in the beginning, we need the strategy in order to be able to hold certain beliefs. So when people just say like, just be a match, just be in the energy, just be in the frequency, it's very freaking hard for us to stay there because our logical mind is looking for something to ground into. We need beliefs to ground into that this is possible. And without any evidence that it's possible for people to buy out of nowhere, that it's possible to just be a match and people buy, we might ground into it for a little bit, but we fall away. And that's why it doesn't work to just be a match, quote unquote, in the beginning. You actually need a strategy. You need a strategy So you know what you're doing. So you're not just kind of aimlessly wandering, shooting darts at the dartboard, hoping they hit the bullseye. Like you actually have a plan and you know what you're doing. So you know that you're going to hit bullseye every time or get very close. It's like a light bulb. When you don't have a strategy, you are the light bulb and you're shining and you think something is happening and you're like, this is great. But what is actually happening is that the light is being dispersed in all directions. And it's like a very soft glow. And so results are very soft. They're very slow. They feel a little bit scattered, kind of like that light. And not a lot is happening. When you do have a strategy, when you actually know what you're doing, when you know that your messaging is good, when you know that your offer is good, when you know that you have a certain plan on how you're going to sell things, you have a product suite that you understand how it fits into the whole model of your business. You have offers that you love. You have launch plans. You know when to say what. You know how long to promote a certain thing for. You become the laser. And the laser, contrary to the light bulb, is very directed 
light. It cuts through things because that's how powerful it is. It's very pointed onto a certain result. And when you're the laser, you're going in one direction, you're moving through very fast. Things are happening at a very fast rate. You're not kind of dispersing yourself all over the place like the light bulb. And the problem is that the further along entrepreneurs forget this. They forget it and they talk about energy and where they're at and like, I don't need all of these things. And that's just wrong. Even now at this stage, I still need strategy. Less and less. And that strategy actually becomes more quote unquote loose. I wish I could do air quotes and you could see them because the two parts are present. One is I have such strong beliefs that I get to make sales all the time that I really can like stretch that strategy really thin and still believe it gets to happen and still be a match for it. So that's one. In the beginning, I couldn't. And so I had to execute more strategy so that I could believe that I would be a match. And number two is that when I have the strategy, I am more focused and things flow easier and I can be more in my feminine if I have that masculine strategies that support me. And so I'm never going to be the coach, the person that says, don't worry about the strategy. I think you always need it. And it's just smart business to have it. It's just that over time, I say you have to learn the rules to break them and you get to break more and more of the rules. And even in the beginning, there is so many things that you don't need to be doing. Like there are some rules that just were never actually rules, that they're not actually marketing rules. Like there is a difference in my mind between marketing timeless principles, things that don't actually change. For example, the way people buy, what are the ways that you can structure your office suite that is actually profitable and smart? What are the ways that you can market and sell that's in alignment to how people like to make purchasing decisions, but you get to do them how they feel good to you. So I don't think there is a strict rule book because those are more around principles, marketing principles, while other things like you need to do a reel every day, that's a tactic. That's not a marketing principle. And if you don't want to do a fucking reel every day, you don't have to do a reel every day. Or you need to do a masterclass every month. Well, no, that's an option. That is one way to convert people, but that you don't have to do that. Again, it's not a marketing rule. The marketing principle is have a conversion event. Now, a good coach will teach you, you need a conversion event or you need a very strong conversion tool. But what that is or what that gets to be is up to you. A not so great coach is going to tell you, you need to run a 30 minute masterclass every single month and post three reels a day. And what's going to happen in, you know, six months, 12 months when that's no longer the case, when people don't care about masterclasses or reels are not a thing, you're going to go, oh my God, I don't know what I did. And this is why in my programs, I teach principles and I apply principles to current marketing trends but I always teach the principle first. And so you are always left empowered knowing how you're going to apply the principles, not like be left with this like rule book of things that are going to go out of date in like a few months, because that's just not it. And also rules that like you might not want to do things that might not align to you. Like that to me is just not good coaching. So this was all number three. And the final one that I would add that really ties in with like having a strategy and understanding what you're doing. And I I know that me saying like have a strategy is pretty broad and perhaps I'll record another podcast episode on like what that strategy actually would look like and what it would be. Because again, that's like another entire episode in its own. 
But one thing that I will say that I think is so important in terms of the strategy and that I think is like trumps really everything is, well, it's two parts. It's having an audience and selling to that audience from the very beginning. So I think one of the most important things you can be doing is having laser focus in what you actually need to be focusing on to get to the six figures. And I promise you, it's not funnels. It's not like freaking appointment setters or crazy marketing agencies or ads or any like insane thing. You really don't need to be scattering your energy on any of that or, you know, building out a team. Like, no, you just need to really be focused on building your audience, nurturing your audience, selling to your audience. Those are the most important things you could be doing in the beginning. Because if you don't have anyone to sell to, it's going to be a problem. And if you do have a lot of people to sell to, but they're not actually properly nurtured and warmed up, that's also a problem. And if you have people nurtured and you have them warmed up, but you're not actually selling to them, again, another problem. So like, it sounds so simple, I know, but how many times do we forget these things? How many times are we going to shiny object syndrome, chasing the next like, oh my God, someone's going to build out a funnel for me. Oh my God, I need a fancy web page. Let me do like this crazy new branding package and like pick my brand colors and get all fancy with my logo. And there is a time and place for all of that. And if you can do all of that amongst these core things, great, go for it. Like they're not wrong. It's just that if you need to be focusing your energy and a lot of the times we do because we're either working full-time jobs or we have kids or we have very busy schedules while we're building our business in the beginning, these are the things the most important. And I would like write them down on a sticky pad somewhere and I would look at them every day and be like, how did I spend my time today? Was it in one of these three categories? If it wasn't, what am I doing? And I say this because I know there would be days that I would spend like six hours in Canva, just like creating templates for my posts. And I would do the sneaky thing where I'm like, this is community building because I'm creating Canva posts that are going to eventually get me writing content. And it's like, okay, but did you actually write content? Because, and did you post that content? Because if you didn't, that doesn't count. So we have to also be hard on ourselves sometimes and actually like honest with ourselves because no one else is. No one is coming to save us. No one's coming to build this business for us. Like it is up to you and only you. And that should be a very empowering thing because at the end of the day, you hold all the power of whether you get to be successful or you don't. And what's written in the stars of destinies, of course, you get to be successful. Of course, that's already a possible reality. And it's just that, will you choose that? Will you choose that reality with your actions, with the things that you do, with the beliefs that you hold? And I hope this episode has given you some clarity on those shifts. And it's certainly things that I wish I heard in the beginning of my business, because it did take me a little while. Like I see people now who start their business and they're like, I hit 10K months the next month. And then I hit 50K months in two months. And I'm like, wow, that's amazing. And that would have never been possible for me with the beliefs that I held and the way that I was operating in my first year. And that's fine because I learned so much. And I feel like now I can really empathize with so much that people who I coach go through. So in a way, it has been a gift, but this episode is my way of giving back, I guess, and sharing that gift back with you. So I hope you've loved it. I hope it's been helpful and I will speak to you in the next one.